0: A crazy customer tries to rob our store of a 43-inch TV, attempting to walk out the back door in the garden section at the massive store I work at. But I delay him just in time for the police to show up and begin a multi-city chase with this guy as he attempts to run off with this TV in a display of recklessness I have never seen in my life. And in the end, my manager as well as the police department all praise my efforts as a key factor in the way they were able to stop him in the first place. Here's what happened. So I used to work in a big box store with a garden center department that was basically large enough to be its own store, and it more or less ran that way. For short background, I had been there for a few years, and even though I was technically just a sales associate, I basically had done everything in the building at one point or another, short of officially being an assistant manager. Because of this, I was often depended on to keep the department going all by myself, for hours at a time, mind you, which is not how the garden center is supposed to be run. The garden center has its own cash registers, an outdoor part within the large store, a large greenhouse-type room that's about the size of a basketball court, which housed those registers, large outdoor furniture sets, grills, lawnmower displays, you get the idea. There's a door by the register with those thief beepers, which leads to a large fenced-in patio outside, which housed our flowers. At the fence line was a gate, which led into the garden center from the parking lot, with another set of the theft beepers. Per company policy, that fence was the last at point, I was allowed to try and intervene in a possible theft. Once they passed that fence and stepped into the parking lot, my hands were tied. Multiple employees were needed at all times to run smoothly. Between running the register, watering flowers, watching the gate, and stocking and making sales on the floor. When we were short-handed, which was often, thieves used this opportunity to use my department to be the thieves that they really are. And that leads to the story before us. I was left to cover the department on my own for a short time one day. It was a long time ago, but I believe I actually had help with me, but they were on break or something like that, which meant I had about 20 minutes on my own by myself. This meant being the sales associate for the entire area, as well as being the lone cashier. We had to take customers that had merchandise from the entire store, so often so that there would be consistent customers ringing out, even if the garden section itself had a slow sales day, which basically locked an associate on or near the register. I had a couple of customers in line I was ringing out and as I was finishing with one nice lady I noticed a man walking towards the registers with a large TV in a cart. I knew this was obviously not paid for because he was not accompanied by an associate to the parking lot which was our store policy. I asked the man if he had his receipt and he ignored me and continued walking as if I hadn't said anything. As I was handing the receipt to the nice lady I said much louder almost shouting Sir, do you have a receipt for that? He didn't turn around but he yelled back at me saying It's in my car. I'm going to get it. And he said that without even slowing down his walk. I darted from behind the register out the door to the patio behind him. The theft beepers went off, of course. I got next to him just before he reached the fence. And still playing dumb, asked him for his receipt a third time. And now he added to his story. I was coming to return the TV, but I left the receipt in my car. I knew this was absolute BS. Because there would be no reason for him to walk in the front door, go to customer service, realize he didn't have his receipt, and then walk around the building to go to the garden door when he would have already been at customer service right next to the front door. Additionally, he would have been asked to leave the TV at customer service while going to get the receipt to avoid this entire interaction that we are already having. I placed my hand on the card and kindly suggested that I could hold the TV in garden for him so he could go get the receipt, but he pulled the card away and said, no thanks, I got it, and quickly rolled into the parking lot out of my jurisdiction. This was the first time I had tried to get front of thief myself, and I had done it completely by the book, but I still had anxiety, and my blood pressure was through the roof, because of how terrible I am at confrontations. I just stared at him riding the cart into the parking lot for a few seconds, my mind and body shaking both in a haze in anger, frustration, and disbelief. The nice lady I had just finished ringing out, whom I had completely forgotten about even though it had only been about 15 seconds tops, came up next to me and praised me for doing a good job in noticing the man, and assured me I did everything I could and then proceeded into the parking lot behind the man to get his license plate. The man who was behind her in line, who I hadn't taken care of yet, came up as well, said he was an off-duty fireman and said if he needed to stay behind as a witness he would. I thanked him and he proceeded back to the registers in the greenhouse to get him rung out and so I could call my manager to inform them of the theft. Super conveniently, one of the customer service managers came strolling into the greenhouse. Myself and the fireman informed him of what Had literally just happened before he walked through the door, up until we all stopped because we heard screeching of tires, followed by a police siren. Unbeknownst to me, a police officer was in the parking lot and witnessed my entire interaction with the man at the gate, as well as the nice lady getting his license plate. We looked back towards the front and I saw a bright red Mercedes peeling out from the parking lot, driving back towards us, then along the side driveway of the garden center towards the automotive center at the back of the building, parallel with a side. Street. Now, most of the stores from my company have a parking lot that is completely paved over, surrounding the entire building, so a car could circle the building if they were lost or whatever. However, ours wasn't like that. Beyond the automotive center was a tall grass bank dead end. The police officer, knowing the Mercedes had just trapped himself, smartly just blocked the entrance at the front a few feet from us, right at the front corner of the garden center fence. Or so we thought. While looking at the cop car, we all heard a loud crash and turning our heads back back towards automotive saw the taillights of the Mercedes disappearing over the other side of the bank and this was probably a 10 foot tall hill and this went onto the main route marking this as a bona fide Dukes of Hazard flight with parts of his front bumper still crushed against the curb that he just hopped in the parking lot the police officer took off through the actual exit not the fictional one that the Mercedes just made up and went down the road after him and as far as I knew that was the end of it for now I was very glad my manager included that we all saw that because that was probably the coolest thing I've ever seen and I don't know many people who would have believed it if I was stuck in my department all by myself. Just then my co-worker came back from his break and I broke out in laughter because of how he had just barely missed that entire thing. The nice lady comes back in absolutely furious because the guy had almost run her over while she was trying to get the license plate. The manager took her and the fireman in for a statement and I went to my now much needed break. The manager then called for a door greeter to be added for the rest of the shift, so he wasn't left alone while I was on break. I finished my shift, did a little shopping, and while leaving the store, noticed the front-end assistant manager talking with a couple of police officers. Between them was a shopping cart with the exact TV in it. My assumption was that they caught the guy, and I left work with an amazing story and feeling satisfied overall. But that wasn't all. That assistant manager caught me about a week later and pulled me aside, and praised me for how I handle the entire situation. He and the police had gone through every camera and saw everything going on, from his grabbing the TV and electronics, wandering different places through the store to look casual, all the way up to the interaction in the garden center. He told me I did everything right and by the book. He then informed me of what happened after I saw the Dukes of Hazards right in front of my eyes. The guy that stole the TV led the police on a chase through two different cities and eventually ditched the car with the TV still inside at a car dealership. He ran into the dealership and tried to steal a car from them but was fortunately unsuccessful. Eventually, he fled on foot and disappeared, leaving the car and the TV behind. The point I had seen him talking with the police was after they recovered the TV from that car and returned it, but the man had not been caught. The police decided to leave the car where the man had left it, in the parking lot at the dealership, and set up a sting. That night, after he left, he tried to sneak back into the dealership to get the car back out, and as soon as he tried to get in, he was immediately surrounded by police and was arrested. Shockingly enough, if you could call it that, it wasn't his car in the first place. It belonged to an acquaintance of his who was in jail at the time of the TV incident. So I don't know how many charges the guy got between Grand Theft Auto, theft from the store, damaging property, trying to steal another car, as well as sending police on a high-speed chase across the county. But I'd like to think that me doing the right thing and trying to stop him in general was the catalyst that led. Led to him eventually getting caught, because he would have otherwise left the building quietly and consequence-free. So I really hope this guy's antics was really worth it in the end, because after all, this was all over a TV. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. what a crazy situation to be stuck in I mean seriously imagine clocking in for work and you're not only the only person in your section trying to handle customers as well as checking people out but also you're trying to make sure people don't rob the store blind and this is the scenario you get stuck in by yourself and I personally think the original poster really did do a good job they did everything right they handled that like a pro and it really didn't seem like they were shaken up in the slightest by the way this guy was acting as he was trying to get out the door one thing I Learned from customer service is that when someone is being super aggressive with you or something just doesn't seem right, then there's a good chance that they are up to something quite nefarious. And this original poster spotted that immediately. And the thief really wasn't even that good at this in the first place, were they? I mean, what a terrible excuse overall to claim that you left your receipt in the car and so you brought the whole TV out there just to try and retrieve it. Like the original poster's right. I don't know of any store of that size that would allow a TV of that size to just be carted out the door without some. Someone there to accompany them, just to even avoid suspicion in the slightest. And then with all things considered, this guy then dukes of hazards his way over a hill, just so he can get away from the police who were clearly on his case from the beginning. I mean, overall, that's a crazy story. And the original poster even goes on to explain that locally, this became a big news deal. There was even an article that detailed the chase, but they stated that a lot of the details that they experienced were not involved in the story. They also went on to explain that it wasn't even a super expensive of TV to begin with. It was only a 43 inch and it couldn't have been more than $300. So I can't imagine it would be worth the hassle to end up in jail for all the damage that this guy did. So overall, good for the original poster for standing their ground and trying to make a difference for their store. Hopefully this resulted in some kind of raise or some kind of promotion because clearly not only do you have the experience to get things done in this store, but it's also clear that you can get it done at the end of the day and try to prevent somebody from robbing the store, even if you've got no one to back you up and you have to go about doing it all by yourself. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. An entitled Karen freaks out on me at the hotel that I work at, complaining that her room is too small and effectively canceling her reservation. And once I sold her room to some other customer, she came back in begging to have her room back. But I ended up getting the last laugh as I was able to get some petty revenge on this rude entitled Karen. Here's what happened. Happened. I worked part-time at a hotel while studying. The summer was always a pain in the butt as the regular low-key business folks were replaced with stressed-out families. A lot of the times, the moms would make a stink in the reception area. Our rooms are small, but can't fit six people maximum, but it's really tight and almost crammed. This one time, this mother, the mother of all Karens, came with her family of five, and she was angry from the moment she walked into the reception. When she finally got her turn to check in, she was annoyed and irritated irritated irritated, even though I did my best to welcome them and greet them friendly. They got their key and they went up to their room. Not even 10 minutes later, she came back and skipped ahead of all the other people in line to complain about their room, which she said was way too small for five people, even though it has five beds, mind you. Her entire family came down. She yelled at me for about five minutes, even after I politely explained to her that there were no other rooms. Finally, I caved and I said, look, we're not supposed to do this, but if you want, I can give you the money for the rooms in cash and you can find another hotel room. Finally, a smile from this entitled Karen. I refunded her with the cash from the register and she went on their way. They had not used anything in the room, so I marked the room down as available. 10 minutes later, another family reserved the room and about 30 minutes after this Karen left, they came back. She was even more stressed out. She said, there are no hotel rooms available in the entire town. We have no choice but to take your room. I looked at her and I said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I just sold your room to somebody else. But I would be happy to find you another hotel room in a neighboring city about 40 to 45 minutes away. Now, when I said this, as you can probably imagine, this really set her off. She screamed at me, We are going to the zoo. Driving 45 minutes each way is going to ruin our entire day. I looked at her and I said, I know, you told me. But to be fair, you did have a room here. And it's always like this during the summer. All hotels are book solid. So you knew this? She said, So, so angry she was almost spitting. I looked at her and I said, yeah, of course there could be cancellations at some hotels, but it is not likely during the summer. But hey, enjoy the zoo at your new hotel. Eventually this entitled Karen stomped off and her husband gave her the angriest look I've ever seen. He looked so angry at her for complaining in the first place, as well as ruining the rooms that they already had simply because they thought it was too small. I love stories like this that give out some amazing Karen karma. I mean, truly this entitled Karen had it coming. If you're going to act this obnoxious and start screaming at the front desk simply because you don't like how small your rooms are, then you're the one with the problem. And what was this lady thinking of canceling before having a plan B set up? Like you have no idea of the status of any of these other hotels that you now basically have to rush to to see if there's any kind of openings that you can stay in. I mean, how stupid can you possibly be? Seriously. And to be completely honest, this is such a weird thing to complain about in the first place. Like you're on vacation to go to the zoo, the hotel is the one place you're not gonna be spending that much time in. Like maybe for sleep and maybe for a little bit of downtime, but I would assume that you're gonna be out and about doing other things. Like just sleep where you're at and just deal with it. So seriously, this is all just some self-induced problems that this entitled Karen literally brought upon herself and her family. Because if she had just dealt with the room that she was given, her family probably could have enjoyed the zoo without having to drive back and forth between cities just for a place to sleep. My relationship is really struggling with my fiance, ever since my sister and her two kids moved into our home and at this point I don't know what to do so as the title suggests I'm very much struggling in my relationship of over four years due to my family living with me my fiance has become very rude and negative towards them and I feel stuck in the middle essentially my sister got out of a terrible marriage in August prior to her leaving her husband had been absolutely awful towards her her husband was controlling and didn't let her work while she stayed at home with the kids and she had no no money. My fiance came to me after hearing this and expressed to me that he would be happy to open the door to her and her children because he cares for them like his own family. I made certain that he was sure of this and he said absolutely. I informed her that my partner and I would welcome them with open arms. And a few weeks later, things got even worse for her and she moved in. There were a lot of emotions and I know she is very thankful. The kids have been adjusting to their new life and all things considered, they are great kids as they have been going Going through a lot. Well, we are now months in, and my fiance has become mean and bitter towards all of them. He barely acknowledges their existence and has many derogatory things to say about them. I also want to clarify that initially he did not want her to pay him any kind of money at all to stay with us, but I insisted that she needed to contribute. He has many problems with them. The first issue that he has is that they've been sick almost non stop since moving in with us, and he has gotten sick from them only once. One time and has been upset about it ever since which was understandable because we had just gone on vacation but people get sick it happens next he hates how messy they are in the kitchen we are both clean freaks but he does not clean nearly as often as my sister and I my sister cleans up after herself and the kids after every meal but isn't as attentive as we are for example sometimes the counters are sticky or the fridge handles have sticky stuff on them my fiance has now stated that he does not want the kids going in the fridge at all, that they shouldn't be allowed in there in the first place. I explained that it's not realistic and it's inappropriate to ban a child from a fridge but he doesn't care. He can't just wipe up the mess really quick and get over it. He also never wants the kids to use our bathroom for any reason. Every once in a while, they use it to go to the bathroom before school just so they don't have to go all the way back downstairs. I do point out the messes to my sister and she probably feels like she is walking on eggshells around him. She tries to do that But people see things as clean in different ways. My house is always very clean, but he wants perfection. It is like he expects them to be trained and does not allow them to be humans. He has had issues with all of his roommates about how messy they are too. And I pointed that out to him when we fought the other day. After more arguing, he has not talked to me since Sunday. He has also said so many terrible things about them, which really hurts me a lot. Especially because I can't even have a minor negative comment about his family without him getting very very upset with me. An example of this was when I asked him to address his mom for making comments about my finances, which were not true in front of other people at that. He was basically implying that he was supporting me completely, and it was embarrassing. He said something to her, and she got offended, and said that she was only saying it to point out how nice it was of him to not charge me rent while I was in college, despite the fact that he had two roommates paying him rent. Then, apparently, I was the bad guy for a year because I didn't like his mom, Even though that wasn't the case, I just feel stuck and very hurt. I don't know why he's turned on them so quickly. My sister has done her very best, and she is going through a lot, and he has so much disdain for them. He started recently saying that this wasn't what I signed up for, which doesn't make sense when he was the one that offered in the first place. I asked him what he was expecting, and he didn't even have a response. He also has stated he doesn't want to do any wedding planning at all until they move out of the house. It almost felt like he said that just to try and hurt me. They have nowhere else to go. What should I do? This is a really sticky situation because I can completely understand where both sides are coming from. On one side of it, this guy absolutely said, yeah, we can take them in and then basically let them into the house. So there's not many excuses that would really work, in my opinion, to excuse him not being ready for three extra people in the house. Like, come on, you had to have known that this was going to happen. It also begs the question, what's the timeline of them staying there? Like, seriously, if this is that, much of a deal breaker, then maybe it's time to start seeing if you can find some place for her to live. It's clearly not working out and you're seeing a side of this guy that you really did not expect. And sure, you clearly love your fiancé. You want it to work out and you want him to go back to the guy that you used to love. But it sounds like he's at his wits end and he doesn't know what to do about it. But that doesn't excuse the way he has a really terrible attitude and he's setting these weird standards for your sister as well as these kids. I mean, come on. You had to know that kids were going to be messy going into this. And for a bit of context, the sister that moved in has two kids ages 8 and 4. So if anything I think maybe it's time to have a conversation about what needs to be done and some kind of expectation that everybody can have moving forward. Whether that's paying rent or cleaning up after yourself in some kind of way that is more appropriate and more detailed. Either way with whatever you decide, something has to give. Because it sounds like everybody is on edge. And considering the circumstance of your sister, I think you owe it to her as well as everybody in that house to have some kind of game plan move